a lot of the times it's you know it's your fault you got to take the accountability for it. i think that's the one of the most important things about failure if you don't take any accountability for it you don't learn from it you just pass the blame and then you, you actually lose the only thing that's really good about failure choose not to live in a world of filters realize your mistakes set the foundation for your success get some wins knucklehead podcast Welcome to another edition of Knucklehead Podcast. You've got with you today the Knucklehead, and uh, and I'm excited to share with you um, a lot of times in in ex- experiences from other people's perspectives um, largely lead to the breakthroughs that you're looking for. And quite frankly, I can't think of a better person uh, who's been able to scale uh, multiple businesses uh, at a relatively young age. I mean, he's not. You're not quite 60 yet are you max what how, how old are you now 30 32 30 just turned 32 oh that's fantastic man so i'm sure you deal with a lot of uh, a lot of ego from different uh <laughs> spectrums you know across the across the age range yeah um but max uh out schuler exactly. there you go you got it Outshuler, fantastic uh, from Outreach.io. He is—he's uh, joining us today, but he's not just from Outreach. W- w- the, the incredible thing about Max, uh, just from the little amount of time that we've known each other, is he's largely uh, grounded, in spite of the fact that there's been multiple billion-dollar businesses built off of uh, of what he's been able to bring to the table. Um, so I appreciate that about him. And here at Knucklehead, we we lean into the mistakes, the screw-ups, the the failures, the uh, the things that, quite frankly, aren't very easy to talk about. Um, your experience in sales, yeah. Max. I'm sure that's, t- uh, you know, you're 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 probably going to run into screw ups and mess ups before you're going to run into the successes you're looking for. Would you find that to be true? Experience as an entrepreneur, experience in sales. I mean, two things that you're going to screw up a lot doing. You get told no a lot. You get um, doors shut in your face, and you you know you gotta gotta move on. You gotta move forward, and uh, and a lot of the times it's you know your fault you got to take the accountability for it. i think that's the one of the most important things about failure if you don't take any accountability for it you don't learn from it you just pass the blame and then you you actually lose the only thing that's really good about failure which is oh my god that's such a good learning opportunity so yeah being an entrepreneur being a salesperson both of those things face a fair amount of a failure and um good i agree with that yeah i agree with i agree with a lot of what you're uh, what you're saying as an entrepreneur though um would you say that uh the failure or the the resistance that you run into is is largely just because whatever it is you're trying to accomplish is outside of what your capabilities are and you, you gotta you gotta try to go trust somebody else to do something better than what you're uh, better than what you're it's, capable of right it's outside of what your resources are I don't know about your capabilities, but your resources. There's a, I think it was a Tony Robbins expression. He's like, it's not the lack of resources, it's the lack of resourcefulness. And at a certain point, it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's all well and good. And you got to find a way to do it. But it, you're like, you're being pulled in a million directions. You're being stretched in. You know, we, we talked before the show about, you know, talking about a failure on here. And for me, it was um, one of the biggest failures was I started an events business. And I didn't see fast enough, I don't think that like the events business was getting saturated and that it was going to, that like if I had kept going down that road, it would eventually fail. I wish I had, I wish I had seen the writing on the, the wall two years earlier when I started in that business. And I wish I had, I had gotten mentors and advisors who could tell teach me how to see the signs. Like that's one of the things about mentors and advisors that's really interesting. People like to take all, like people think that they're going to give them silver bullets of wisdom. It's like, Oh, tell me what to do. And, and you're going to do it. 
and like the way they learned how to, to like what to do, what was right was through, you know, trial and error it was through failure, but a lot of different variables and your situation is going to have very different variables. So you need to learn how to spot the trends and how, almost how to learn instead of what the right answer is. And for me, I wish I would have had the people who had said like, are you thinking about it like this? Because then you'll see the trends versus giving me blanket advice. I do this, don't do this, do this. You know, I had um, an advisor of mine who had sold a, a media company that was a big events business and he was trying to replicate it, but it was like a different era and a different ICP. And they're very different things. Like in, in one eyes, in one persona, you're going to make a lot of money off of sponsorships because the people are cheap and they don't want to pay anything. So salespeople, so if I'm doing conferences for salespeople, I have to make money off sponsors who want to get in front of salespeople because salespeople don't want to spend money on going to conferences. They don't like to spend their own money versus if I'm doing it for, you know, ops people or something like that, they get corporate budgets to go to these things so I can charge them for sponsorships. Uh, so it's just like understanding your persona. So if you take blanket advice from somebody whose business worked in one persona, it might not work in your persona, but they're telling you to do what they did and it doesn't make any sense. So I think, you know, a lot of my biggest failures stemmed from um, either taking the wrong advice and not understanding how to accept it or not going to uh, mentors or advisors in the first place and just going right into it. And the events business eventually was like, shit, I need to get out of this. So I went to, I pivoted my business fully to a digital business and uh, that's when I really, it really started to accelerate and it really took a lot of pressure off me because there were times where I'd come home from work and I'd lay on the floor of my apartment, stare at the ceiling and it sucked until my dog came over and started licking my face and then I realized, you know, okay, there's more to, more, more to life than being stuck in this stuff. But Yeah, yeah. no, that's a, it's a really good point. So what I'm hearing, and I could be off base, correct me if I'm wrong here, is, um, is you were able to allow your ego to quiet itself enough to where you could recognize that somebody else had an answer that you didn't possess at the time. And in your yeah, experience, wrong. say that one more time. Learning experience. Or that you're wrong and this is a learning experience. You need to understand what the next steps are. Not be so pigheaded and say like, no, 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 I'm on the right track. Like be able to be open to see the signs. Yeah. Do you feel like, uh, do you feel like, well, based off of your experience that uh, what holds people back, even as they've progressed throughout their career is, is that, ego that that uh that ugly hairy monster that sits in the corner that tells oh, yeah. us that uh we can't get it done or or hey you know ego, what no you just keep moving ego pride principles all these things that are in your head that hold you back in life it's ridiculous i see it all the time pride's a pride's another big one it's like you, you know you fail and or you're wrong and you just can't be wrong like just if you just actually take the learning from it you'll be so much more successful take the accountability you have too much pride you're like oh no i can't fail like unacceptable it's somebody else's fault and then you lose that learning sucks you waste well, really, just yeah you, you said that the one of the things that stuck out to me is you said one of the only great things about failure is that learning lesson that you get yeah. um What's one thing that you would tell yourself if you, I mean, if you could look back, rewind the clock back five years and, and have a conversation with yourself and, and tell you to navigate an obstacle that you were about ready to experience, what would you tell yourself five years ago? Hmm. Would I tell myself? Be patient. 
I think everybody's trying to go super fast. And, uh, you know, if you, if you do have that higher title, if you do have that higher paycheck, if you do, um, have more responsibilities at a younger age, like sometimes it's not, it's not the best thing. Like it's actually better to be, be mentored, to have somebody ahead of you in your organization that knows what they're doing, to have a boss that was a leader in multiple other places. So you can consume all that information in my book. I say your twenties are for uh, learning your thirties are for earning. And I really mean that. I mean that like in earlier in your career, you need to focus on, the things that are going to help you get educated so that you can be bigger and better later in your career. And it's about sacrificing that time and not being so impatient. Being patient is a tough thing to do, especially if you want results and you want results now. Obviously, there's programs and things that you can pay attention to here. One of our sponsors, Chris Hoffman, over at The Ambitious Vet, has exactly that. Take a listen. Hey, it's Chris Hoffman, CEO and founder of Vet Training Coaching and host of the Ambitious Vet Podcast. You're listening to the Knucklehead Podcast with Stephen Cullen. Let's go out and make those mistakes and get better one at a time. Let's get it. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a lot of wisdom in that, in that message. If you could, if you could uh, fast forward, uh, let's just say two years in advance, what would you give, uh, what type of advice would you, t- would you tell somebody who's going into the uh, let's just say they're they're experiencing this sales enablement, artificial intelligence, you know, this this crazy environment that is now existing with data and the, just the the growth of AWS. How would you tell somebody to? Um, how would you explain to them that they need to navigate some waters that maybe are a little bit unfamiliar? What would you, what kind of input would you would you give to that yeah. person? Put yourself in your buyer's shoes. They are on more channels than ever before, and so if you're still using only phone and email you're ignoring that they're sitting on LinkedIn and they're engaging on LinkedIn. You're ignoring that, you know, there's, there are other ways to get through to them, like, you know, direct mail campaigns that aren't just, you know, little postcards with your content on them, but like things that you can send that are relevant to them. You know, now more than ever, you can personalize things. You can, you can make things relevant to them and you can hit them on all these different channels where they live. And so you really need to be omni-channel. You really need to make sure you're doing, your personalization, your, your research and making things relevant. And you know, you also need to be testing everything. Like you can't optimize something unless you can measure it. And I think, uh, I think we are entering the sales, uh, sales as a science uh, era where you can really truly optimize almost every area of your sales process. So uh, for anybody sitting here now or two years from now, I mean, if two years from now, you're probably in the like late, majorities now you're probably in like the early adopter like you know crossing the chasm to the early majorities range um but yeah i mean you need to be focused on these things to be successful in sales going forward 100 percent. that's um that's validated all over the place not just from you know Mm -hmm. your your perspective so there's uh, there's businesses that are really doubling down on on perfecting some of those things. So tell us a little bit about uh, you had an event. It's interesting how you led about the uh, led about the event business being something that was uh, that was a failure of yours yeah. that you learned a tremendous amount from. How did you apply that? To, I mean, what you're doing now uh, over at Outreach and some of the events that y'all just done recently? Yeah. So the difference is that I was running conferences for Sales Hacker and building a business on top of events. And events are still in, but 
running them for profit is very tough when you're going up against software companies that don't need to make money on their events. So now we use our event at Outreach as a loss leader because it's a marketing initiative. So you can lose money on the event because you know you're gonna sell software. I couldn't do that at Sales Hacker. So when we were an independent media company, we had to do the things that were higher margins that we knew were gonna grow. And now at a software company, we need to build a media company. We need to build a media arm and the media property doesn't have to make money. So we're able to do events. So events are still loved. They're still successful in terms of um, getting people together, getting them to network, learning. But in, in terms of making events profitable, it's much harder to do now than it used to be because everybody can do events. All these companies have a lot of money and so they could do events a lot earlier. That's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting when, when you start dissecting it that way. Uh, yeah. Well, as far as as far as um, as far as how to select a mentor, right? I mean, let's talk a little bit about and and we can wrap here with this. Um, there's there is trial and error. I like how you said mm -hmm. testing things. What mm -hmm. are some things that would give you the signs if if somebody was going out to select a mentor? What, what are some things that, that, uh, that you would suggest that they look for based off some mistakes that you made when selecting uh, a mentor? Because I can go, I can go some of the things that I've, that I, I, I thought money was money and the relationships were the two things that were the biggest indicators for me. Uh, what I, what I didn't take into consideration was the money and relationships and then how that revenue was generated. Yeah. For instance, if somebody was really good at you know, buggy whips and, and stage coaches, yeah. That wouldn't be as relevant, uh, given yeah. how the landscape has changed. Yeah, people find people in your niche, find people in your industry, um, find people who are doing things that are a little bit ahead of you, and then just understand how to write, ask the right questions. Um, don't say like, you know, I don't know. If you say something like, "Hey, here's my situation. How did you go about doing this?" At, at, you know, previously, then you'll get an answer that's full of how they thought through solving that problem. And that's what you want. You want to understand like how they thought about it when they were living in it so that you can take similar thinking and apply it to what you're doing and see if you can find uh, the, the solution there. What you don't want to do is just copy exactly what they did because then you're not applying the thinking to your situation. Then you're just copying what they did, which is a whole other set of variables and might not work for you. So it's, it's about first finding the right people and you want to find people in your you know, either in your industry or persona or who have been there kind of done that. And then it's about making sure you understand the thought process behind how you make decisions uh, based on, you know, what they had done previously. Well, it's interesting. So we wrapped with, with this, with how to select a mentor, how to, you know, asking the right questions, curating um, the industry to make sure that it's applicable to what it is that you want to do. Uh, that assumes one thing. It assumes that they have actually taken the time to go through that process themselves. So those yeah. of you who are listening, who are, who this sounds foreign to, uh, Max does have social media profiles available. I mean, he, he is on LinkedIn. He's all on all these channels, but Max tell people how to get in touch with you if they're in that process and they want to find out more, how to get in touch with you. And you, yeah. you referenced the book a few times. So tell people how to get, get those things. Yeah, so definitely um, ping me on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn. Um, Outreach.io is our sales engagement platform. Um, so if you're in sales, definitely check that out. We also just released a book called Sales Engagement. My second book on sales. My first book was Hacking Sales. Um, so both of those are on Amazon. And then I also wrote a book um, called Career Hacking for Millennials that's also on Amazon. 
And uh, that's a really good one for people who are kind of thinking about similar stuff that we're talking about on, on this on the show. Um, and then Sales Hacker is our online uh, publication for right now. We've got about 115,000 subscribers uh, that are talking about all things B2B sales. So whether you're just learning it for the first time or a seasoned veteran, um, it's practitioners teaching other practitioners. So talking about the things that they do in their sales process. It's really interesting stuff. I uh, would love to, love to see you all on there. 100%. Well, I mean, I appreciate you taking the time quick, you know, 15, 20 minutes to, uh, to dive into some of these things and how failures literally laid the foundation for you to parlay one success into the other. And the failures don't stop, but neither do the yeah. successes. So yep. that's, what's, that's what's exciting about it. We call that don't be beta and go yeah. out and get some wins. Uh, I like it. We uh, we encourage you, those of you who um, who will get in touch with Max, that you that you obviously understand that um, he is running a business. If you, I don't know if you can hear it, but he's actually in an office where people are yelling. Uh, he's he's probably yeah. had to ignore the phone. We just moved in yeah, to this office in Seattle on Monday, so we got a bunch of people. I got the the game, the games on the TVs. Oh, yeah. and we got a. Uh, Mount Rainier on a clear day, you can see out there, and then there's the space needle right under the uh, yeah, right over there. Yeah, there you go. Not bad. The Mariners is that the is that the Mariners stadium that you were just talking about? Yeah, right over there is the Mariners stadium. That's cool. Yeah, That's awesome. I can see the Seahawks and the Mariners right there. I can't see in it. That'd well, be this nice. This is this is the, you know we're recording this in Texas, so you know we don't yeah. Very fondly about the Seahawks, very often. So, <laughs> and we'll keep that between you and me and the listeners. Yeah. So, for those of you who like listening to Knucklehead uh, Knucklehead Podcast, we have a new episode coming out every Tuesday. Uh, my suggestion to you is figure out a way to get in touch with Max. Figure out a way to uh, to leverage uh, the experience of other folks, the way that he was talking about, to get you into a position where you can win. So you can go out and start getting some wins. Mm-hmm. If, if you're if you're somewhere where you're kind of stuck. Well, quite frankly, you need to start getting some wins. So if you've been getting some wins, you want to add some accelerators to it. Uh, What Max talked about is a way for you to do that. If you're largely just getting going, then go back and just curate some of the material that's out there. It's, It's there for you. You just have to be able to train your ear on what's applicable to you and what's not. So uh, we appreciate you taking some time, Max. And for everybody else. Happy to join. Absolutely. Absolutely. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you. 